0: everyone thank you for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. I think I'll start this off with a saying Merry Christmas to everyone. Hopefully everyone got all the gifts they wanted and you know maybe some cool giants gear or something like that. Probably the coolest gift I got or at least one of the cool one of the cooler gifts I got um, is a set of four slate coasters and they're actually from it says Playbook Products. When you open them up, they're actually, like I said, they're coasters, but they have uh, plays on, on the actual coaster. And there's four of them in here. The first one I'm looking at right now is from February 8th, 2000, or sorry, February 3rd, 2008. And it's the helmet catch, it has the helmet catch on it, the actual play. So I think that's really cool. It actually shows the route run by David Tyree. It shows kind of Eli Manning scrambling around a little bit in there. So that that's that's really cool. It actually has the New York 17 New England 14 on it. The next one, like I said there's four in here. So the next one is January 20th, 1991, the NFC Championship game. And it has New York 15, San Francisco 13 with a bear kick b-a-h-r kick so this is 1991 so i was you know five at that point so i don't personally remember this but it looks like it's um you know a field goal kick that looks like with four seconds left in the game third and nine and it looks like it was a kick to win the win the game so that's pretty cool the next one is january 25th 1987 Giants, uh, Denver Super Bowl. It's the Sims to Bavaro play. Interesting third quarter with ten minutes and eight seconds left. Second and six. That is actually that's really cool to see. Last, and this is probably my favorite because I think this throw gets overlooked a little bit. I mean, I'll always appreciate the uh, David Tyree catch in, in that whole play, but this is the the play against new england the mario manningham catch on the sideline you actually see his route run you see the throw this it's really cool so this is a really cool gift so i guess i'll give a little shout out to my wife's brother's girlfriend for getting that for me so thank you eliza i'm sure you're not listening to this but that's okay (laughs) so i guess we'll start this uh this off with a little bit of a beer beer of choice here um tonight you know being that it kind of drank a little bit already today had some had some mimosas had some bourbon with the father-in-law had a beer earlier so we're gonna go with something a little bit lighter today i have an allagash white and that is a belgian style wheat beer it's 5.2 percent nothing too crazy brewed in maine um this is kind of my go-to just kind of chill beer you know it's not not too heavy like an IPA. It's it's not too, you know, it's not like a, a Guinness or anything like that. So, just nice and light. Good, good drinking beer. So, hey, cheers to all Giants fans. Cheers to anyone listening to this. I appreciate you. Ah, it's good beer. So, this is obviously going to be the... Giants, Baltimore, Ravens preview. Um, I'm going to kind of keep it kind of short today, I think, just because it's already Christmas night. I want to get this out for you guys tomorrow. Um, and well, I guess we'll just kind of jump right into it. Um, some of the big questions to even start you know, does Dan- Daniel Jones play? Um, every report I've seen, I think, is kind of leading towards yes, he is going to play, but he's still questionable. Sounds like Golden Tate's going to be out that's unfortunate, but maybe someone else can step it, step up, you know, whether it's Austin Mack or <clears throat> Dante Peris, who I'd love. I'd love to be able to see him play a little bit, um, especially, you know, kick return. That'd, that'd be nice. So injuries aside, you know, we'll kind of see what happens there. I guess one of the big things I would say that we, we have to try to do in this game, and this has kind of been a, an ongoing theme from the last few weeks but because our offense just is not clicking and our offense isn't really good um, I really think that we need to try to establish the run we did that a little bit last week with Colt McCoy and he was able to use play action a lot actually and take advantage of it now he wasn't always completely accurate you know he did miss a couple throws here and there he had to get a little bit more on on one to Evan Ingram in the end zone which was unfortunate but I think that if we can establish the run and, and use play action that'll definitely help daniel jones out a little bit i gotta assume he's if he does play he's probably not going to be running too much um you know despite the chance that he might play i still thought he's 100 percent. he's probably more like 80 85 somewhere around there um so you know establish the run that that's going to be big um it sounds so kind of cliche to, to say that because it 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 just sounds dumb, I guess. Um, but it really is something that we need to make sure that we focus on doing. Get Gallman going. Get Alfred Morris the ball. Um, get this Get this offensive line moving and get them kind of comfortable. Uh, this defense for the Ravens is good, but we can run on them. And that, that's something that some teams have been taking advantage of on the Ravens. They have some good secondary play. They have some good linebacker play. Um, but teams have been able to run on them. So obviously establishing the run, you know, let's let's keep turnovers limited as much as possible. Turnovers are going to happen during a game, but you still, you know, you have to win that turnover battle. So if, if we give up some turnovers, we need to try to do our best on defense to, to get the ball back and play, you know, the same type of smart fundamental football. As far as Lamar Jackson, I mean, you can't sit here and say he's not a good quarterback because he is a good quarterback, but I still think he's a little bit limited in what he is able to do. Um, An interesting uh, stat here is on target throw percentage for Lamar Jackson. It's 24th in the NFL, lower than Carson Wentz. Uh, Tina Jones is 11th. So, you know, we got to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Make him have to throw the ball into tight windows. Don't let him scramble around too much. This might be a game where, you know, maybe I don't blitz Lamar Jackson quite as much. Maybe maybe you do kind of sit back in zone a little bit and see if he can thread the needle. And, you know, we will have to have some timely pressure. And, and we will have to stay, you know, fundamental as far as covering the flats with him and keeping everyone in front of us. You know, he's going to run the ball. He, Lamar Jackson's fast. He, he likes to run. He's gonna be all over the place with that. So we just have to make sure that we keep him in front of us, make him pass. You know, I was actually at, I believe it was 20, 2016 I was at um, Giants Dallas. Yeah, twenty sixteen sounds right. And it was the game where we won. It was it was low scoring. It was like thirteen to ten or somewhere around there. And dared Dak Prescott to throw the ball. We didn't blitz him too much. We kept everything in front of him and I think he threw like you know it was like 17 for 44 or something like that because he just wasn't as accurate at that time when teams were sitting back and, and kind of just let, letting him show that he could throw the ball. So I think we have to do something similar similar to that. You, you know that they're probably going to have some RPO plays. Uh, they do run rpo about 28 percent of the time and 945 yards of lamar jackson's have come out of the rpo so we got to be ready for that but i think we will be that is kind of one of the strengths strengths of this defense is being ready uh for what the other team is going to do for the most part they are 21st in the league for yards per game at 346 points per game they're sixth at 28.8 um, you know, I, I don't know if I need to rehash the Giants But 31st in the league got 299 yards Per game And 31st in points with 17 So we gotta keep This game controlled y- You know uh, We don't want the Ravens to have multiple possessions Long possessions We really need to try to do our best To keep Lamar Jackson off the field As much as we can And don't let him run the ball and if he does run the ball, we got to pop him. You know, you can't let him run free and get out of bounds and not get hit. We need to show that if you are going to run, you got to be ready to take a hit because we're going to come out and hit you. Ravens are nine and five, and they've actually won three straight after losing three straight, one of them in overtime. So they're kind of coming in confident. They're coming in probably a little bit cocky. It's, you know, the NFL. So I, I feel like when teams are winning, that's kind of what happens. So we just have to come in and kind of knock them in the face a little bit and, and hopefully get a win where maybe they weren't ready for what we have. Um, we should have Bradbury back. We should have, hopefully, we'll have Blake Martinez and we'll have Logan Ryan back there who just signed a nice contract extension, which I'm pretty pumped about. Um, that was the right move. You know, even, even if he doesn't have a necessarily defined role In this defense because he just plays all over Um, he's still gonna be big with the development of all the younger players that we have especially like Xavier McKinney who's you know kind of doing a lot of things similar to him Um, you can't tell me that he hasn't helped Jabril Peppers bring his game to another level this year and then throw in the fact that you know we probably are gonna have some more you know rookies or young players in the secondary next year You know, Yadam's done pretty good so far, but it wouldn't shock me if we draft a cornerback or, you know, bring in another young free agent or something like that. So having another veteran in there that knows what Judge wants, that knows what Patrick Graham wants, and someone that the players can look up to and, and, you know, kind of see him as a leader, that's big. You know, that's something that will certainly help. So that's, you know, kind of the short version of what I think the Giants need to do. Um, You know, as far as, as the giants on offense, like I said, you kind of want to try to establish the run, get some play action going. Um, Let Daniel Jones develop a little bit you know, get some confidence back into his game. That's something that's severely lacking and he needs to, you know, get that feeling back. He needs to get that confidence back to show that he can be a quarterback in the the NFL, uh, that he can be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. So, That's where I'm at with the game. You know, it's going to be a tricky game. Is it a game the Giants can win? Yes, it is, but it's going to be tough. Um, if If I had to take a guess at the game, I'm going to say like 28 17, somewhere around there, Baltimore Ravens win with Jones or without Jones. There still could be a little bit of a trap game. You know, I think there is a chance for that. But I do think the Harbaugh's are good coaches and he'll have their team ready to play. So let's move on from there and maybe let's get into a little bit of the pick'em stuff here. So we'll get right into the pick'em section. Um, I guess I'll review last week's results. Actually, I had a really good week. Uh, I picked 14 correct out of the 16 that were on. Uh, The only two games I missed were the Steelers-Bengals, which no one probably got that right and then the Jets Rams was another game I got wrong so every other game though I picked right so that's that's pretty awesome uh Cowboys beat the 49ers was one of my picks nothing else was really that surprising I think Bears I picked over the Vikings uh Colts over the Texans you know it was kind of a kind of an easy week I think for pickums. uh oh and then I picked the Chargers over the Raiders so that was really really my only you know picks that maybe were were questionable um that came out pretty good so yeah that was a good week for me uh eight and eight the week prior so definitely nice to get a nice rebound here uh so let's get right into week 16 i would have picked the the saints for this week but i'm not going to count it because obviously the game's already over um thank you Goes out to Alvin Kamara for going nuts. 55 points I think I got in a PPR league um, in the finals. One of the three uh, leagues I'm in the finals in. So thanks for that. I appreciate that. So Saints, yeah. Uh, but we won't count that, like I said. So let's get into games on Saturday, which we have one, two, three, three games on Saturday. Buccaneers, Lions. Buccaneers at Lions, I should say. Uh, we'll go Buccaneers with that. 49ers at Cardinals. I'm going to get a little tricky with this one. I think the 49ers are going to come through and win this. I think the Cardinals, they, they play each other tough. You know, the, the 49ers haven't been playing great. But this could be a good little bounce back game for them. And it's going to make the Cardinals' playoff chances dwindle a little bit. I still think they, could, they should make it. But it's going to get tricky. Dolphins at Raiders. We're going to go Dolphins on that. Browns at Jets. Browns. Bears at Jaguars. We'll go Bears. We'll go Bears on that. That's kind of a game I was considering going Jaguars as, you know, kind of get a win and mess things up again. And Jets, you know, feel like they have a chance again. But I think I think the Bears win. Falcons at Chiefs. Chiefs win. Bengals at Texans. I think I'm going to go Bengals on this. They looked pretty good last week against the Steelers. Um, Colts at Steelers. I think the Steelers do right the ship. And they win this week. Panthers at Washington. I picked against Washington last week and I'm going to do it again. We're going to go Panthers on this one. And hopefully the giants can kind of maintain. And it would be nice to see them get a win this week and, and you know, really control their own destiny. But Hey, we've got to take what we can get. We'll go Panthers Broncos at chargers. This is going to be kind of interesting to see, uh, Melvin Gordon going against the chargers. Um, I still think I'm going to go chargers on this pick though. Yeah, we'll go chargers. Um, next you have Eagles at Cowboys. I think this is going to be an Eagles game, although I'd love to see the Cowboys win and just kind of get the, the Eagles out of the picture once and for all. Um, but I'm going to go Eagles Rams at Seahawks. That is going to be a fun game to watch. That's a Sunday 4:25 game. Um, I'm gonna go Rams. I think Rams can win that game. Sunday night football we have Titans at Packers. That is gonna be a high scoring game. It's gonna be a, a fun game to watch. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Titans on that. I think they need it more than the Packers. And then Monday night football Bills at Patriots. I'm gonna go Bills. That obviously gets us back to Giants at Ravens. I kind of already said that a little bit before, so I am going to go Ravens on that which is sad for me, <laughs> but it is what it is. So yeah, that is the pick'em section. Hopefully the good week continues. Um, I do have a little bit, I have a voicemail here actually, so we'll play that next. I believe it's from Eddie. So Eddie, thanks for the voicemail, man. Uh, here it is. Hey Mike, this is Eddie from Syracuse. Uh, love what you're doing with the podcast so far. My question this week centers on Jason Garrett. Uh, I know when he was first hired, uh, a lot of us wondered whether or not that was a decision made by Joe Judge or if that was a decision made by the Giants organization due to the ties that Garrett has. Um, so heading into the uh, end of the season here and eventually the off season, what are your thoughts on replacing him? Uh, do you think he sticks around for another season or do you think we let him go due to uh, the frustration that we've had with the lack of creativity in the play calling so far? And if we do replace them, who are some names that we can be on the lookout for to take over that position? Uh, thanks. Eddie, thanks for the call, man. So that's a, that's a good, good question. You asked there. Um, I do have a feeling that Jason Garrett, if, if we make the playoffs, I think he probably hangs on, although I don't want him to, I guess. I do kind of hope he gets, you know, a head coaching offer somewhere or something Although the way the NFL is trending with him right now, it probably, probably not going to happen. Um, I do think he was forced on Judge, though. I think the Maras saw, and maybe Dave Gettleman saw the experience that Jason Garrett could offer, uh, as far as already being a head coach. I think honestly, what I what I really think is Jason Garrett was the guy they were going to hire, and Judge came in and kind of blew them away. I know we all thought Matt Rule was gonna come in and, and you know have a chance with the interview and, and he was the hot pick. But Jason Garrett was a safe pick. I really think that he was the hire. He was the plan all along. Once once he finally got fired or whatever, you know, that whole weird situation where he was staying spending the night at Jerry Jones' house. Um, I think he was the choice. And Joe Judge came in and just blew everyone away. And if I had to guess, I bet you Dave Gettleman had to be like, dude, guys, Joe Judge is for real. Can we please hire him? And I bet you one of the stipulations was, you know, interview Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. And unless someone completely blows you away, you have to hire him or something along along those lines. Um, This offense has not been pretty, though. You know, I did like what I saw from Freddie Kitchens last week. Listening to the Giant Insider, though. They were saying that they didn't really think the offense was that much different. I felt like it was very different, so maybe I need to go back and, and rewatch things again. But I saw a lot of things I hadn't seen uh, in from this offense all year. You know, the play action was seeming seemed to be a little bit different. They definitely were a little bit more aggressive. I don't know if that could have been more of a judge thing, but the play action was was better. The, the throws downfield with Colt was something that I feel like we haven't seen nearly as much now is that the offensive calls or maybe Colt is being more aggressive or maybe they told Colt, take your first read. And if you don't see it, check it down. You know, maybe a lot of different things are why the offense didn't look different. I don't know. It looked different to me though. So if it was me, I'd fire him or, you know, hope he moves on to a different role or something. Some guys that could potentially replace him. Well, right. There's one of them, Freddie kitchens. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get a role somewhere as an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, something along those lines. He's probably not staying on (laughs) as, as our tight end coach. Some other names, Mike Kafka, who's the Kansas city uh, quarterback coach. I don't know a lot about him yet. If we get into that situation where we are looking for a new, a new offensive coordinator, then maybe I'll look into things a little bit more. That's a name though, that I would, I would say is definitely an option. What about Shaplinski, our, our guy? You know, is he, is he a guy that could come in and, and be our offensive coordinator, you know, kind of graduate up from the quarterback coach to that? What about, like, Shane Waldron, who's uh, the Los Angeles Rams passing game coordinator? Uh, he could be someone that could come in and, and kind of help right away. So those are just a couple names that I kind of did some research and found um, that I think would be good fits. Uh, you know, Shane Waldron, I think, would, would really help – if Daniel Jones stays here to kind of get him to develop a little bit more and, you know, maybe get out of his own way a little bit with his reads and find the right reads and be a little bit quicker with things. So if that's where I'd go right now. Like I said, too, if we get to a point where this is definitely happening happening where we do get an offensive coordinator change, um, then I'll definitely research that a little bit more. Thanks for the call, Eddie. Let's go yeah, let's let's go right into my next Eli Manning start. So Eli Manning's next start, if you guys remember, I think last week we talked about the um, start against the Philadelphia Eagles, which was, I think, his second start. So this will be his third start. So his next start is against the Washington Redskins, who aren't playing very good football at this point. They're 4-8. Uh, giants aren't much better at 5-7. and seven. Uh, But the, the Washington Redskins really kind of come in and just pound the Giants. Um, Clinton Portis. Scores a couple of touchdowns, a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown from Patrick Ramsey. Uh, Robert Royal gets a touchdown catch from Patrick Ramsey. Derek Ward for the Giants gets a 92-yard kick return. And Chris Cooley gets a touchdown catch from Patrick Ramsey. That was the only score for the Giants, unfortunately. Uh, Really wasn't a pretty game. Um, It was kind of funny looking at the coaches at that point. Uh, For the Redskins, it was Joe Gibbs, which that's a blast from the past for me. Um, Obviously, the Giants had Tom Coughlin. So, some stats from the game, which I thought (laughs) was kind of interesting: first downs for team, uh, Giants had seven, and the Washington Redskins, at the time, the Washington Redskins had twenty-seven. They ran the ball for over two hundred yards. Giants ran the ball for thirty-eight yards. Uh, They threw the ball for 174 yards with three touchdowns. Giants threw the ball for 113 yards with no touchdowns or interceptions for that matter, at least. Um, A lot of penalties in the game. Third down was kind of an issue for the Giants. They're one for nine, 0 for two on fourth down conversions. The Washington Redskins controlled the ball for 40 minutes in this game, which is crazy. Um, When you look at the actual players in the game, Eli Manning, obviously played he had 12 for 25 for 113 yards got sacked once really not not a good game for him uh tiki barber 15 rushes for 38 yards horrible game. amani had a few catches uh jeremy shockey did as well uh i had a couple catches jim finn had a few ron dane was there at this point as well with one reception for 70 yards jamar taylor was targeted twice but nothing hit him there at all Patrick Ramsey, 19 of 22 for 174 yards and three touchdowns. That's a pretty good day for him. Obviously not a lot of passing yards, but three incompletions. Can't complain about that. Clinton Portis, 31 carries for 148 yards. So that's a good day. They also had Liddell Betts who was there with 11 rushes for 64 yards. Lavernius Coles had six catches for 60 yards. James Thrash had... Two for 27. Chris Cooley had three with that touchdown catch. Uh, pretty. This is one of the things I do like about doing this is seeing all the old names. All these these names that kind of bring back memories like Chris Cooley who took a picture of his playbook and <laughs> was on a, a, a glass table and apparently you could see through and you could see, uh, see everything apparently. Uh, Lavernius Cole is getting traded back and forth with the Jets, I believe it was. Clinton Portis kind of in and out with the Redskins. Patrick Ramsey, what a, what a weird name to remember, too. Um, never was anything great, but it seemed to always do good against the Giants, it felt like. So I think that's kind of why this is fun to do. I know so far this hasn't been, you know, anything earth-shattering because we haven't really gotten to any good games by Eli Manning yet. But we have a couple of good ones coming up. Uh, we have the Baltimore Ravens, unfortunately a loss. The Steelers, a loss. The Bengals, a loss. And then the game that, you know, I am more excited to do and will probably spend a little bit more time with it is the Giants Cowboys game week 17, where the Giants actually win 28-24. So that game will be fun to, to cover a little bit more. And we'll kind of go from there with that. So hopefully these kind of get a little bit better going forward. Uh, you know, the Washington Redskins game was not very exciting at five and seven for the Giants, you know, um, but we'll, we'll kind of go from there so guys uh thanks for you know listening and i know this was a little bit of a shorter episode but it's christmas day or christmas night at this point and i kind of want to get something out for you guys tomorrow um we'll be back next week with the game review hopefully you're reviewing a win that'd be nice get back on that on that slide there so we'll go from there guys thank you for listening and let's freaking go